The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Edwin Herman and this is episode 377 of The Boys of Tech for Monday the 2nd of May 2016. First up in this episode, a guy by the name of Nick Lee has successfully managed to get Windows 95 running on an Apple Watch. (laughs) This is definitely in the why because he could category. Just because we can, yeah. So it takes, apparently, it takes more than an hour to boot, which actually surprises me because I always had this notion that today devices, portable devices even, are far more powerful than computers we had 10 or 15 years ago. And, you know, you hear about when they went to the moon, you know, they went to the moon on with a using computers that were less powerful than Commodore 64s. And I don't know about, you know, why would it take an hour for Windows 95 to boot on an Apple Watch. I I would have thought it would be, I thought an Apple Watch would be at least as powerful as back in the old days. Remember we had uh, Pentium 75s, Pentium 90s. Surely the Apple Watch is is more powerful than that. But maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe it's something to do with the graphics or something. I don't know. But anyway, the, the fact that someone can get Windows 95 to run on an Apple Watch is in my opinion, an amazing feat. Now, it's not the first time that that Nick has done something like this. I I think last year he got an old version of Mac OS, 7.5.5, I believe, running on the Apple Watch as well. (laughs) Again, because he could, because it can be done. Uh, Yeah. Mm. You know, in a way, I'm almost tempted to buy an Apple Watch just so that I can have Windows 95 on it. <laughs> Imagine that. I like it. I'm, I'm starting to like this, really. The more, the more I think about it, the, 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 more I, the more I'm interested. Anyway, let's move on. Now, there's been some research into ways to get your eBay auctions to, to sell for a better price, you know, to, to do better in your eBay auctions. And... Some researchers at Birmingham City University have examined over 68,000 items being sold on eBay. And through that, they've discovered words that are more effective than others. Now, here's some examples. Fragrances that are described as genuine sell for an average of £21, while ones listed or described as authentic fetch £34. And the important thing to... Uh, to understand here is that the words genuine and authentic mean more or less the same thing. Another example, a watch described as having resistance can apparently expect to sell for 50% more than a resistant watch. All right, So one where the words is resistance, the other one is resistant. Very similar words, yet quite a difference in the, uh, in the fetching price. The researchers examined more than 15 million words that were you know, listed on the uh, auctions. And that was, I think, done over a 70-day period. And here's another example. This one amuses me. Using the word seats when selling a car tends to be more lucrative than the word seat or seater. You know, like five-seater. 
if you have five, as you know, if you say five seats, it's more likely to sell for a higher price than a listing that says describes it as five seat car or, or five seater car. Another one, DVDs sell better if you use the word seasons rather than series. Other findings show that grammatical errors are also a big no-no. Now, I, I guess I can offer my own ideas as to why that might be. A lot of scams and a lot of, uh, you know, dishonest listings tend to have grammatical errors. So when I see a listing, because I'm the same, if I see a listing on eBay with grammatical errors that jump out, I it just, it, it, warning light sound, it's something something inside my head says, look, beware of this uh, listing. So, yeah, interestingly enough, uh, others must <laughs> think the same way, whether consciously or not, I don't know. But that uh, the study, you know, shows that grammatical errors do your listings a disservice. And there you have it. So a few tips there. If you're about to uh, list some items on eBay, just have a think about some of the results of this research and use it to your advantage. All right, while we're on the subject of words and grammar, etc., Apple have clarified how we ought to pluralize their products. So, for example, what's, you know, one iPhone, two what? Is it iPhones? What about iPads? Is it one iPad, two iPads? What about iPad Pro? Is it iPad Pros or iPads Pro? Like passerby passes by well <laughs> apple phil schiller from apple have has clarified this for us he says you should never pluralize the product name now you might be thinking well okay how do you say multiple iphones without saying iphones well the answer is three iphone devices or three macintosh computers not three macintoshes or three macs it's three mac computers or three Macintosh computers. So that's what you're supposed to do. Five iPad Pro devices, four iPhone devices. That's how Apple would like you to pluralize their their products. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know how this came out, actually, to be honest. (laughs) But there you go. This is definitely from the bizarre section of the interwebs. But now you know it. And Also, I thought we'd just check in and see who the biggest phone makers are. Now, you know, it used to be, I think, at least smartphone manufacturers was Apple for a while. Samsung overtook them. So where are we now? So in first place, Samsung. In second place, Apple. In third place, hmm, might surprise you. It's not LG. It's not HTC. It's not Sony. It's not Motorola. It's Huawei. In fourth place, it's Oppo. And for the New Zealand listeners, no, it's nothing to do with a dolphin. Uh, Oppo, O-P-P-O. And in fifth place, Vivo. So Oppo and Vivo are both Chinese electronics manufacturers. So we have Samsung, we've got, so South Korea, if you like, if we can do this by country, South Korea in first place, United States in second place, and in fact, third, fourth, and fifth are all shared by Chinese manufacturers. Interesting. I thought that would be a bit of an eye-opener because I think a lot of people expected LG and HTC, etc., 
to take out third, fourth, and fifth place, but it's not. So anyway, that's the top phone manufacturers at this point in time. Now, also, just an update on the San Bernardino iPhone case. It turns out we'll probably never know how the FBI unlocked the iPhone. In fact, according to the FBI, if you believe them, even they don't know enough about it to issue a statement. They purchased the method from an outside party, although according to the FBI, they didn't purchase the rights to the technical details about how the method functions or the nature and extent of any vulnerabilities upon which the method may rely in order to operate. So what that really means is that we'll probably never know Although I think what was revealed a while ago was that the method only really affects iPhone 5. Oh, there we go. I just caught myself about to pluralize and say iPhone 5Cs. You're not allowed to say that. iPhone 5C devices. <laughs> so anyway, any, anything newer apparently is not uh, is not vulnerable You know, using the same method. But yeah, so if you were kind of ha- hoping that eventually we'd find out well certainly not through the fbi disclosing it put it that way and last story for this episode anz has unleashed apple pay on its five million customer base now this is only in australia anz operates in both australia and new zealand but uh, apparently it's only in australia at the moment this is kind of a follow-up story i think was it last episode or the episode before I talked about some rumours that were circulating that perhaps ANZ were testing Apple Pay. It looks like those rumours may have been true because it's now been announced that that Apple Pay will be available to ANZ customers. Now, also, though, I did mention this this hasn't been released in New Zealand, or at least not yet, but on the FPOS website for New Zealand, under the Coming Soon section, it talks about Apple Pay. And there's an article uh, that says Apple Pay pr- pr- uh, provides consumers a simple, secure way to use their iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus, and Apple Watch for card payment transactions on contactless payment devices. Uh, so this is a, a coming soon announcement. And uh, this is FPOS New Zealand. So I guess we can also conclude that Apple Pay will be coming to New Zealand in the near future. And that pretty much concludes episode 377. Thank you for tuning in and hope to have your company for next episode. Till then, have yourselves a fantastic week. Goodbye. And that pretty much concludes episode one, the three, whatever we're up to. What is it? Uh, I've forgotten. 